Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibibly For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. It is 11.03 and we've had trouble getting hold of uh, our guests on time this morning, but uh, I don't think we'll ever have a problem with this bloke because they called him uh, when he was playing the postman. Uh, that's because he always delivers and delivers on time, and that's uh, Gavin Larson we're talking about now. Uh, of course, uh, New Zealand cricket a manager in terms of selection. He's been a busy boy this morning uh, talking to the media around the country about the two squads he has named for uh, Ireland, Scotland and Netherlands matches coming up uh, post this test match against England at uh, Headingley this weekend. Gav, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, hi, Smithy. Pleasure to be with you, mate. Uh, listen, uh, first of all, um, I've had a number of texts that have come in and, um, under the, the Michael Rippon selection and said, how is he eligible? Can you explain that to us in terms of the international uh, cricket regulations for eligibility? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, look, very pleased to be in a position where we could select Michael for, as a starter. Um, he's had a, a really good three or four years with, with Otago and we've been following his pro- progress with yeah, very closely, and, and he's performed very, very well. So he, he's deserving of that spot. In terms of um, eligibility, uh, when he, so people will be aware that he's played for the Netherlands now for a oh, for a long time. I think he might have debuted back in 13, 14. So he's he's played uh, you know a lot of cricket for the Netherlands. Uh, they're an associate member. Um, full members like New Zealand. If if we if Michael was on our radar, which he was, of course. If we wanted to select and select select him, there is no formal stand down period. Um, going the other way, if a full member player uh, had a desire to play for an associate, um, there's a three year stand down. So that's the that's the basic um, sort of criteria. Then the I guess the second part of it, Smithy, is you know what um, what has Michael had to work through here in New Zealand um, playing domestic cricket before he was deemed eligible by New Zealand Cricket and the ICC. So the, the simple criteria there is that players need to uh, reside in, in the country um, for a, mm. approximately 10 months a year for the preceding three years prior to, um, prior to selection and, and show as much proof as possible that they are 100% committed to that, to that country. Right, that's cleared that one up uh, very clear. Of course, we've had players uh, come this way, the likes of Neil Wagner and co, uh, Devin Conway, for instance, uh, who have had to sit out that uh, eligibility clause in terms of residence. So uh, I think that's uh, we've seen that, that side of it before. OK, uh, when we look at the side, sometimes we look at who, who, who is available and not available. And um, also a couple of texts have come in to say, why aren't our big boys available for these two particular series? Uh, I'm talking here about uh, Kane Williamson, Trent Brolt, Tim Southey, Devin Conway. 
Um, and the reason for that is um, they have uh, just got some player welfare time off. Is that correct? Yeah, in a nutshell, Smithy, that's, that's exactly right. Look, mate, we've had a, a really intense period of cricket and we've got a we've got a massive sort of 12 to 18 months in front of us as well. And, and again, I, I guess it's stating the obvious with what we've been through with the pandemic over the last two years and living in bubbles, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's become more and more... Uh, important from our side to make sure that we are managing the players in an appropriate way um, and, and managing not just their workloads but their sort of the, you know the mental side of the game and we do firmly believe that um, you know giving them these, these these breaks at appropriate times is a hundred percent the right way to go and that and that extends through to the to the coaching staff and the general management around the the black caps as well you know I, I think it's a, um, it's a very very good move um, we've got some good depth, Smithy, at the moment as well. So from a selection standpoint, it's giving us that opportunity to, you know, to have a have a closer look at some of the fringe players um, to, to keep building that depth. And as you know, we've got a T20 World Cup that's not far away, October, November over in Australia, and then a year um, um, further on, we're into an ODI World Cup in, in India. So again, it's, it's all really good opportunities for us to, to test that depth. Right, let's uh, look at uh, some of the features of, uh, first of all, the squad for Ireland. Nice to see uh, Michael Bracewell continue his development uh, in his all-round capacity. Lockie Ferguson back into the fray. You've got the experience, of course, of uh, of uh, the likes of Martin Guptill and the, the developing experience, I guess you've got to say, of a player like a, a Glenn Phillips. These games, um, I would imagine, you would expect to play well and you should, should, we should be expecting you to win them. I'm not saying there might not be a hiccup, but Gav... Uh, the, the guts of this is forming that squad for uh, Australia, isn't it? And here's a chance for players uh, with opportunities running out. Yeah, you're right, Smithy. There's, you know, time time is becoming short. And, um, you know, we have, um, you know, a pretty good feel for how we want to shape that T20 World Cup squad of 15 from a balanced point of view. Uh, and there are... You know, there are probably two or three, maybe four spots that we feel we still want to have a, you know, a closer look at. And these are these are going to be the final opportunities. These T20s against against Ireland, uh, Scotland, and the Netherlands. Um, and in terms of the T20 game, and again, just starting sort of more bigger picture, having a look at the ODIs and the emerging players. And you know, it's guys like the Finn Allens and the the Michael, uh, the Ben Sears and the Rippons that we've talked about and watching. You alluded to Michael Bracewell watching his progress and just to see if they can put up those performances that sort of, I guess, end up forcing our hand as selectors. Tell us a wee bit about uh, Dane Cleaver. He's uh, been a fairly good servant for a long period of time now for the Stags. He's had a couple of really cool seasons which enable his name to go uh, a little bit higher up the list and uh, he's been in a sort of a competitive race with, um, of course, Cam Fletcher who's had injury problems. So a door open for Dane Cleaver. Yeah, yes, it has, and um, you know, really, really pleased for him too. As you said, he, he's had some very, very good um, seasons of performance with CD. Um, he, he bats in the in the top top of the order, so he's opened and he has come in at, at, at three and done a really explosive job, uh, particularly in, in T20s. Uh, you mentioned um, Fletcher, and um, similarly, he, he he's very much on our radar too. He plays a slightly different role for Canterbury, where he's a finisher batting around number six. Um, the way we're setting the team up at the moment, we were keen to give Dana 
gain an opportunity and um, he would um, take his place um, in the top of the order. And keeping wise, really solid. Um, so look, we're, and, and I guess this would be um, reassuring for you, Smithy, being a, an ex-wicketkeeper, is the stocks are, um, the stocks are good at the moment and, and, and these players like Dane and, and um, Cameron Fletcher are coming through nicely. And when you think about Tommy Blundell, um, what he's doing in the, in the test game, Tommy Latham being our incumbent, um, our incumbent ODI keeper, and you think about um, Tim Seifert, who's probably the unlucky one mm. um, in terms of this white ball selection missing out. You know, there are some, uh, there's some good depth having developed in that uh, keeping space. Gav, let's look at uh, where we're going for this uh, T20 World Cup. It is Australia and at some of the major grounds around Australia. Surfaces, well, I think by and large you can guarantee are going to be pretty damn good. They always are. What kind of bowling attack do you think we'll, we'll need? What, what are the areas uh, that you're going to really look to focus on there? Oh, look, when I, when I look down our, um, our sort of bowling list at the moment, some of the NIC names like Ferguson and Milne and I see Sodi, I, I, I see attacking bowlers. Um, we're giving someone like uh, Rippon a chance to, to push his case, you know, an attacking bowler. I think you're... You, you, you're only going to win a T20 World Cup. And look, I, everyone knows this if you're playing an, an attacking form of the game. So you need, to, you need to take wickets. You need to take wickets up front in the power play. And you need to keep bringing bowlers back through the innings and, and taking wickets. So those, those explosive bowlers, I think, are, are going to be absolutely crucial and getting the balance right. And, and, and the all-rounders are going to be an absolute key too. So that's, that's the guys like uh, the Nishans and the Mitchells and how they fit into the mix. It's interesting, Gavin. You know, and, and you, you know, as a bowler yourself, it must be heartened by the fact you can take Bolt, you can take uh, Southey and Jameson out of a mix. None of those players will be in either of these two squads. But I, I still look down at it and I see some genuine pace with Ferguson and Milne uh, in particular, and looking like they're going to be. And I say this with a hand on a piece of wood. You know, their, their bodies are going to be sound and have been for quite some time. So, uh, in that department. Pretty well served, aren't we? And then you're throwing Blair Tickner, who you've added to the, the test squad as well, and BNC is. It's amazing, the depth there. It's good depth, Smithy, um, but you need depth, as, as you know, because it's a hard job <laughs> trying to bowl at 140 clicks, and, you know, it's hard on the body, and, 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 we, and we do pick up um, niggles with, with, with those quick guys. So having that depth is, is crucial. We've also got a group, I think, in... Tim and Trent, um, and in particular, who have proved to be very, very resilient over the years, and I'm I'm now touching wood as I as I say that, and, and Matt Henry I've put into that category as well, and so you've you know we've had some stability I guess around um, you know being a, the potential to use those guys on a consistent basis. But look, yes, you're right, the depth is there. It does create challenges because we didn't mention Wagner in in that group mm. either, and um, no. you know that's been. One of the challenges, Smithy, as you know, is, is, is how, you know, how the decision-making has been worked through over in England, um, you know, arriving at, you know, who, who, gets, who gets the gig in these test matches because, you know, WAG's missing out has been a terribly difficult decision to make. OK, well, I'll come to the, 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 how we've gone over there uh, in a second or two if I can, Gav. I, I just want one, one or two last questions about uh, the white ball side of things. Uh, where does uh, East Sodi sit then if uh, you're looking at Ripon genuinely as a leg spinner? Oh, look, East has um, um, tried, proven. Uh, he's, he's now vastly experienced and 
you know, we, we, we believe, Smithy, he's getting, you know, better better and better with age, um, as as we know often leg spinners, wrist spinners do. Um, so, you know, Ish is still our, you know, 100%, you know, go-to wrist spinner, attacking wrist spinner. Um, but it's also marvellous to be talking about a Michael Rippon and bringing him into the fold. Um, and, look, he'll, he'll work really closely you know, with Ish um, as part of that squad, um, and they'll feed off each other, I'm sure. But really, really good to have someone like Rips now, just just making sure that Ish is aware that he's, he's hopefully got someone snapping at his heels. Okay, and just uh, finally, the, the all-rounder role, which has been a um, uh, like a niche... Um, you know, we saw Nisham, of course, instrumental in the, uh, the last World Cup in England um, in 50-over cricket. You've you've got him floating around the scene as well. Where does Colin de Grandholm fit there, the, the Daryl Mitchell-type player we're looking at there? How, how do you break those down? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, sort of the, the three of them are different different type all-rounders. Um, you know, Nisham is, a, a, again, similar to sort of what I said about Ish. Um, you know, for us, he's a... He, he, you know, all things being equal, would be a stand-up starter in an all-rounder's role um, in, in the T20 game. He's explosive, and he's got the ability to... He's a bit of an X-factor bowler. He can pick up wickets when you sort of almost least expect it from, from, from Niche. So, look, he's a, he's, a, he's a quality player, and I'd certainly like to think that he'll continue to be in the, you know, in the frame, um, particularly around T20 cricket. I'd also stress... That, that does not rule him out of any, um, you know, IDI, ODI planning either, that he's still very much, you know, a central part of the the, the, the planning around all the use of the all-rounders. Um, Colin de Gronholm is more, we, we see him in white ball cricket as a as, as a batsman who will offer you a few bowlers, uh, a few overs, Smithy. Um, mm. And um, who was the other one? Oh, Daryl Daryl Mitchell is, is, is again, a, a, you know, a, a batting all-rounder who could offer you Possibly in T20 cricket, a couple of overs at the depth. Mm. Right. Okay. Let's uh, let's look at England. Gaver. First of all, um, establish in terms of selection and things that happen over there. Just for the people at home, uh, in the old days, um, you know, home base selectors, um, uh, home base selectors used to basically just do that. They they would, if they went on tour, they would have very little say as such. They might be have a, a say in replacement players as such, but. Is that still the way it is? Do they have a, a tour selection panel as such, or do you get heavily involved now with our communication systems in terms of, say, this weekend at Headingley? Uh, I wouldn't say heavily involved, but I'm certainly touching base with Gary on a, on a on a regular basis because, you know, we've got a lot of forward planning we're doing, Smithy, like, you know, what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to shape the white ball team in an, on an ongoing um, basis, thinking about the Windies, which is a approaching on the radar as well then on to the t20 world cup and look we're already talking about you know bigger picture planning around the odi world cup in a year and a half's time um, and we've got a home season that we need to worry about so there's a lot of communication that goes on um i i'm not privy to um you know a lot of the things that are happening inside the camp um over in england mm-hmm. at the moment gary keeps me abreast of things and yes he certainly asks for my opinion you know, from the other side of the world as to, you know, how, how I might think the balance of the team might um, might pan out. But at the end of the day, you know, Gary holds the holds the reins. He works very closely with Kane as the as the captain and they'll pull other senior guys into conversations. But ultimately at the end of the day it's it's coach and captain who'll make that final eleven decision. 
Well, we're down 2-0. We've lost the series, Gav, which I imagine you find uh, deeply disappointing. But if we look uh, and break down the performances as such, it's just been uh, two last-day efforts where we, or last-innings efforts, where we just haven't been able to nail it. I guess, um, and, and I talk about Lords where we had them five down, and then um, in the last one, uh, Trent Bridge, we had them four down in pretty good shape, and they've just battered themselves unbelievably well out of it. Is that basically how you see it, or uh, did we get it wrong in, in a couple of areas? Oh, yeah, I got, I got a variety of sort of thoughts, Smithy. Um, probably big picture, I, I 100% agree with how you've, how you've summarised it. Um, it has boiled down to some, some key moments, and, and it sounds a bit clichéd, but it's very, that's very factual in the game of cricket. If you don't seize the key moments, um, then, you know, you could be on the wrong end of the result, and I think that's exactly what's happened. I mean, England have played with... I believe possibly just a little more energy, and I'm probably not surprised with with you know the appointment of Baz and and, and Stokes as the new captain. They've absolutely burst out of the gates, and and we were expecting it, and we were primed up for that. Um, and but I sort of give them full credit for the way they they have played. Been a bit disappointed with our, you know, with two or three of our batsmen. You know, we've we've, we've got some starts, but we haven't kicked on and. You know, when I look at uh, a Mitchell and a Blundell and, and what they have produced in those two two tests, then you know that's been right out of the top drawer. And if we would had just one one other batsman who you know kicked on from starts and put the big one on the on the board, it may well have been different. And the only other point I guess I'd make, Smithy, and I'm look, sort of not in the business of making excuses, but you know we went in with the four quicks in that last test. We lost KJ uh, Cole Jamieson. Um, to injury, you know, and that that removed, you know, sort of, uh, you know, 25% of your specialist, um, you know, bowling horsepower, and that's that that's tough. That made it very tough on on the other three quicks, um, who were being backed up by a you know a, a rookie on, you know, in his you know debut, and then Michael Bracewell, and that was that was tough on him. But look, that's not an excuse. We should have we should have done better. And you're dead right. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I am really disappointed. Being 2-0 down in the three-match three, three yeah. series. One of the interesting talking points, and we don't often talk about it, but I've noticed the trend in it in the last few months, is our spin bowling um, position within the group. And, and we've had uh, we've tried two, really, already in this series as possibility. I suppose they could try a third one this time around uh, when they name the side for Headingley, depending on conditions. But... Uh, <laughs> A lot of people, and I must admit, I find it hard to explain to people at times, Gav, how a guy can take ten, 10 wickets in an innings and really not be a factor ever since. And I know it's a conditional thing when we play at home, et cetera, et cetera, but it's also, it's also a very concerning thing, isn't it, to be fair, that we, we can't find room for that kind of spin bowling brilliance often enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, I 100% agree, Smithy. I think the first point for me would be you mentioned the conditions and you know, we can't underestimate, um, you know, how different uh, cricket conditions can be, you know, playing at home here. And I'm not saying all of our all of our grounds. You know, Mount Monganui we saw, you know, has started to, you know, take, take spin. Um, but when you think about the Basin and, and Hagley as examples, you know, it's very, very hard for spinners to sort of, you know, get any sort of degree of volume under their belt in, in, those, in those games. You play in the subcontinent and... You know, the way we set teams up over there is, is just totally different. You know, you'll have three frontline spinners in your, in your playing 11. Um, but the bigger picture, Smithy, and you, and you are right, you know, I just, we, we haven't quite 
you know, arrived at what the right the right recipe is. Um, and, and probably sitting over the top of that is, is the fact that we've had such fantastic success from the Saudis, the Bolts, now Jameson, Wagner, you know, who have just led our attack and, and, and won games of cricket, you know, via their quick bowling. Um, and, and so where does the spinner sort of, you know, then fit into that? And it, it, look, it's a bit of a conundrum. Um, I'm not giving you any straightforward answer here. I, 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 I know that. Um, but one of the answers is... Um, you know, the way that we have used the spin all-rounder in, in the past, you know, the Mitchell Santners, you know, uh, we tried uh, Rachan Ravindra, um, who's got a fantastic future, and now Michael Bracewell's having a crack. And I do believe that, you know, part, part of the answer lies in that space. Yeah. Okay, fair enough, Gav. Well, thanks uh, for answering uh, all those questions. We can assume then as the public that uh, Williamson, Bolt, Southie and Conway are all uh, fit, well, uh, if fit and available, will be. Uh, very much in the reckoning for the T20 World Cup, yeah? Well, we've got the tour before that, Smithy, into the Western Indies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I'd, I'd certainly, Gary and I, would love to be thinking that we've got a 100% full complement of players to pick from and, and those guys would be, you know, throwing their hands high in the air for selection. Okay, I think that's uh, around mid-July you're going to name that as well. So that's uh, two or three weeks away. Gab, thanks very much for your time this morning. I knew you'd turn up on time as well. You always did. Uh, thank, <laughs> thanks for your help. Um, thanks for your help, mate, and uh, all the best with this test match this weekend. Uh, I know it's a dead rubber, but uh, a test win is a test win, and Headingley's been pretty kind to us, so I hope it goes well. Thank you. Thanks, Smithy. Appreciate your support, mate. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.